I've been posting on Jules Kitchen blog for 12 years. When I started, I was 27. I had a full-time job in communication and events. I was single and I lived with my parents and my sister. I was a dreamer, a fervent optimistic, a weekend baker and an improvised home cook. On February the 1st, 2009, I decided to start a food blog because I had the urge to be passionate about something and I thought I could channel my curiosity for food through the pages of a blog. Today, we're talking about blogging. Before the new episode, I would love to thank you for the precious support, even during these months when we've been silent here with our podcast. I'm touched by your comments, humbled by your feedback, happy to know that this podcast brings some peace, inspiration, practical advice, lightheartedness to your daily life during such difficult times. If you want to stay updated as not to miss a single episode, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast, and share cooking with an Italian accent with your friends. If you like this show and listen to this podcast on an Apple device, please consider rating and reviewing the show. How to do it? It is very simple and straightforward. Open the podcast app, click on our podcast, and scroll to the bottom of the podcast main page. There, you can rate and review the show. It will take just a few seconds. This will help us enormously to be more visible so that new people can discover us and share the same passion for Italian food. Finally, remember that you will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in the episode show notes. And don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start! Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia and I'm a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and a photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now through my cookbooks and my blog, JulesKitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow this podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia and you are listening to Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 45. I'll be 40 in a few months. I have a husband, Tommaso, my best friend and business partner, a six-month daughter, Livia, and two dogs, Noah and Theo. We live next door to my parents and grandmother in our small apartment with the best view over the hills. I'm still a dreamer, even though my intense optimism has been toned down by age and an unknown sense approach to life. I'm still an occasional baker, hello, high insulin, but mostly a passionate home cook. But let's go back to the beginning of this blog. After three years of blogging, It was December 2011. I left my full-time job and embarked on a freelance career as a food writer and photographer. Now I like to define myself as a food entrepreneur. Cooking classes, gatherings, cookbooks, recipes and photography, videos and podcast episodes. Everything revolves around our love for food, cooked and shared. Over the years, we shared our content on Facebook, Do you know we have a group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen, on Instagram, where you can find me as Jules Kitchen, 
through this podcast, which is now two years old, and via email with our newsletter. But the blog remains the place where we prefer to share recipes, stories, photos, and glimpses of our life. Last year, we reached more than 2 million and 200,000 page views in one year, with a 40% increase in traffic for the English language alone. Needless to say, your support is what makes us going even after 12 years. Last spring, during the first lockdown, we all became pizza and bread masters. Still, if you look at the blog statistics, you also like the ricotta ravioli, the sage ragu, and the classic Tuscan ragu. The stuffed archi breast, the delicate acacia flower fritters, and the most loved, the apple olive oil cake. Thanks to 12 years of blogging, I hone my cooking skills, my photography, and my writing. Jules Kitchen, the blog, is my playground and my online portfolio. It is also the only journal I've kept through the years, where I recorded my struggles to find my place in the world, the feelings of uncertainty when I had to start over, and the tentative steps I took to build my career. It is also the place where I share the beginning of my love story with Tommaso, our September wedding, my pregnancy during the lockdown, and the arrival of Livia into our lives. But this blog is also a collection of family recipes that now I wish to pass on to Livia and a detailed photography of who I am now as a home cook. It is a part of who I am as a person, as a woman and as a professional. So you might ask, why do we still believe in blogs? We're not all fashion bloggers who miss the gold old times and it's not because I'm an obsessive writer. We want our content to be alive on the internet as long as possible, as we dedicate time and love to create what we share. A blog post has an average lifespan of two years, or even longer if you consider that my Ricciarelli post from 2011 still drives traffic to the blog. A pin on Pinterest has an average life of four months. A photo on Instagram of 21 hours. A post on Facebook, five hours. Now you see why we still ardently believe in blogs. Social media, come and go. Think about Facebook, how relevant it was five years ago, how boring it can be now. Besides this, algorithms change from day to day, making you suddenly invisible, even to your mom. With a blog, it's different. You have 100% control on it. So let's tackle today's theme. How to maintain a long-term relationship with your blog. To celebrate this significant milestone in a time of fast-consuming content, I'll be sharing what I think is important to maintain a long-term relationship with your blog. You won't be surprised to discover that it is similar to what keeps the sparkle alive in a relationship between two people, be it love or friendship. The first tip is... Write about something relevant for you. If you intend to blog for years, write about something exciting and relevant for you. It will help you be consistent, showing up week after week, creating new content, sharing your perspective and experience on that subject. You will enthusiastically research, coming up with new ideas. If the last trend is protein-based shakes, but you are a keen pasta maker, don't jump on the bandwagon. 
keep nurturing your niche. That's why I blog about food, why I chose Tuscan and Italian food after a few months of very eclectic posts. I start with frosted cupcakes, curried vegetables and Chinese spring rolls. Today, after 12 years, I still find the subject I chose relevant. I'm always excited when I discover a new local recipe while I'm queuing at the butcher or when I find a fascinating story in one of my cookbooks. Even though I chose my focus years ago, it does not prevent me from exploring other cuisines like the French mousse au chocolat that you can find on the blog or the intersection of different traditions as in the squash mac and cheese which is very close to our pasta ai quattro formaggi. My second tip is be authentic. Be yourself, act natural and use your tone of voice. Don't pretend to be someone else. It is easier to be consistent when you do not have to fake a voice or interest or a life. Readers feel when you are not genuine, when you are using a style that is not your natural one. On this matter, these are two of my favorite quotes by William Zinser from his book On Writing Well, a book I won't ever recommend enough to everyone interested in writing nonfiction. So the first one, there is no style store. Style is organic to the person doing the writing, as much a part of him as his hair. Or if he's bold, is lack of it. Trying to add style to a weak foundation is like a bold man adding a toupee. At first glance, the formerly bold man looks younger and even handsome. But at a second glance, and with a toupee there's always a second glance, it doesn't look quite right. This is the problem of writers who set out deliberately to garnish their prose. You lose whatever it is that makes you unique. The reader will notice if you are putting on airs. Readers want the person who is talking to them to sound genuine. Therefore, a fundamental rule is be yourself. And the second quote. Believe in your own identity and your opinion. Writing is an act of ego and you might as well admit it. Use its energy to keep yourself going. Amazing, right? Now, the third tip. Show up consistently. At the beginning, 12 years ago, it used to be three, four times a week. My posts were brief, photos would take just five minutes, and the writing was informal, easy, casual. Now, I aim to post twice a month. Often, it takes about three days to have a post up on the blog. If you consider testing the recipe, organizing the photo shooting, cleaning up the mess, writing and researching, translating the post in both languages and then sharing it. I wish they still have the informal, easy atmosphere of the first days, even though I really hope the dedication we put into creating our content shine through each post. Why is consistency so important? Because practice makes you better and considering your blog like your gym or playground will hone your skills give you confidence and help you find your voice and style. The more you write, photograph, research, the better you get at it. If you do not believe me, listen to Stephen King. If you want to be a writer, you must do two things above all others. Read a lot and write a lot. There's no way around these two things that I'm aware of, no shortcut. This is a quote from Stephen King, and his book on writing, A Memoir of the Craft. Again, 
one of the most beautiful and interesting and inspiring books on writing. My fourth tip is, it is okay to take some time off. As in every relationship, there are good days and bad days. Taking a break from your blog can help you refocus, find new inspiration, breathe new life into your content. I realized that the more time I spend offline, the more creative I become because I need real life experiences. I need to dip my hands in flour and eggs to be inspired. Every time I have taken a break from the blog, I've come back home willing to share what I have found with renewed energy and enthusiasm. For example, I've never been more inspired and full of new ideas and creative like after Livia was born and I took a few months off. My fifth and final tip is be patient. I have to remember to be patient whenever I want to hasten results. Starting a blog takes time. Creating an audience takes time. Finding your voice takes time. But then, on the way to your goals, you learn, you discover new passions, you enjoy the drive. So this is what worked for us. What do you think about blogging? Do you still read them? Do you think blogs are still relevant? Or do you find podcasts a better medium to connect with a writer blogger? As a reader, what is essential for you? What do you like to find in the blogs you read? Or in this case, in the podcasts you listen to? After all this chat about the importance of having a blog, we're thrilled to launch our new project. And it involves newsletters, which for us are a super way to connect with people. We've been working on a subscription-based weekly newsletter that you will receive in your mailbox every Friday. Every week, a new original recipe inspired by ingredients, season or tradition. You will discover Italian classics, weeknight ideas with an Italian flair, reliable dishes to add to your cooking repertoire. At the moment, we have a free monthly newsletter and a free quick and fresh newsletter sent every time there is a new blog post on the blog. Or... You can now choose to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can opt for a monthly subscription or for an annual subscription. You'll receive unique content every week, recipes, insights, and probably videos too, in the future. And you will support us directly. Whenever you will decide to join us, you will have complete access to the whole archive of recipes and stories. I hope you'll be as excited as we are. After our blog, After our small independent podcast, it is now time for this newsletter, which is like having our own independent publication, a way of sharing great content, recipes that we like, created to inspire you to bring a little taste of Italy to your kitchen for you and for your family. We finally decided to realize this project because we both love reading newsletters and we find that Substack has some of the best food writers out there. David Libovitz, Alicia Kennedy, Elizabeth Minkilli, Louisa Weiss, Mark Bittman, Tara Brady, Stain Page News, to just name a few. I'll leave the link in this episode show notes if you want to join us. This is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. If you love this episode, share it with your friends and on social media using the hashtag Cooking with an Italian Accent and tagging Jules Kitchen. If you have questions about Italian and Tuscan cooking, just email me at jules at juleskitchen.com or join our Facebook group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to a podcast. 
and share it with your friends. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in this episode's show notes. Don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for new stories and recipes from Tuscany. Ciao!